0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Evil Men. A podcast where we talk about all sorts of gaggles of evil men falling from the sky, taking over the gosh darn planet. Uh, It could be cartoons, it could be real people, it could be ding-dongs. It could be boy-oing-oings. It doesn't matter. It's up to us. But also, we don't give a shit. We just want to party and have fun and make each other laugh. Yes, that's the logline, folks. Deal with it. That's right, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm one of the three hosts of the tri-state area. And the (laughs) other guys are... Well,
1: him over there, his name is James Hartnett, and he's a really good (laughs) co-host of the show.
0: Oh, do I have to do that with you?
2: Well,
1: it would be... Okay. You can reciprocate if you'd like. And
2: him over there is Michael (laughs) Belazzo. His background is Slovakian and Irish, I think. Yeah. I don't know
0: what else to say. Mm -hmm. And all three of us, uh, we would probably agree that our favorite song ever is Aw, Tick Tock, You Don't Stop, Stop to the Aw, Tick Tock, You Don't (laughs) Stop, Stop. Ooh. ooh, ooh." (laughs) Yeah. I want to sex you up.
2: Is that the band Color Me Bad? Yes. Color Me
0: Bad with two Ds, which is almost what we named this podcast, Bad D-D-Men.
2: Huh, Color Me Bad. Look at the photo of them. They, they were, were cool.
3: cool. Yeah. Know. Now,
1: how many, how many fellas were in Color Me Bad? Were there four? Four,
2: it looks like. Just like the Beatles. Yeah, just like the Beatles. I mean, I guess in their day, they, they looked Sort of like uh, sex symbols, I guess. One guy has a sort of a George Michael look, and he almost yes. has like a Rachel mm-hmm. haircut, like Jennifer Aniston. That's mm-hmm. cool.
0: Then there's that a guy who cool.
1: looks sort of like Screech. I can. There see is
2: here. a guy who looks like Screech.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yes. Yeah. There's also so. a guy who looks um, like Kenny G. If I if I can remember correctly. Yes,
2: you're dead right. <laughs> he looks. He does look like Kenny G. He. he He's barely pulling off being in Color Me Bad. His hairline is kind of far up on his head.
0: Oh, wait, I think that's know? the guy that also looks like Screech. Yeah, <laughs> Screech meets Kenny G. Yes. All the other Color Me Bad guys were like, dude, get away from us.
1: Yeah. I just Googled Color Me Bad and I found an article um, from 2018 And the headline is, Color Me Bad singer arrested after pushing bandmate on stage. After performing one of their biggest hits, I Want to Sex You Up, Brian Abrams shoved Mark Calderon to the ground on stage. And there's a video of of the the melee happening. Boy. And apparently um, he
0: yelled at him, I want to sex you up, you goddamn bastard. (laughs) 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 It was still in keeping with the song. I don't want to be mean,
2: but the singer who was arrested was a pretty hot stud in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and he does not look like a hot stud anymore. He oh, is looks that the like...
0: one with the mustache goatee? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm on Google image search here, and it's a beautiful thing. There's a very George Michael-y guy, too. That's
2: what I was saying, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, you said that? Sorry. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Clearly, that
2: was his selling point. Like, okay, who should we cast for Color Me Bad? You know what? That guy kind of looks like George Michael. Yeah.
0: Yeah, George Michael is, meanwhile, on the other side of town going, I want your... (laughs) 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 I want your... Sex. And then he had that big part at the end,
2: "Sex with me." I love
0: that line. It's so I know. like
2: it's
1: I heard so it in st- the
0: car with my dad <laughs> when he was driving me home from t-ball practice, and then we're stuck at the red light, and then the radio's like "Sex with me," and my dad's like. I associate
1: I want your sex with driving to Canada's Wonderland and seeing Canada's Wonderland appearing over the horizon and hearing, like, sex is natural, sex is fun, sex is best when it's
3: one-on-one.
0: Were <laughs> you going to Canada's Wonderland to play? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird when they say... That
2: line is weird. Sex is best when it's one-on-one. Like, really underlining
0: one-on-one is is when sex is best. That's kink shaming. That's kink shaming. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. Sex is best when it's real.
3: All of the
2: There should be a follow up where it's like, you know, a rebuttal like sex is best when it's <laughs> just you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the video was supposed to be
1: George Michael just like in a bathroom with the door locked by himself. With
0: he got busted
1: masturbating, didn't he? Oh,
0: yeah. Or
1: it was, he was with a, a sex worker, I think, is what happened. Oh.
0: oh. But he was doing
1: it one-on-one, with just like in the song. <laughs>
2: now I, like, Sex you know, with I, men! <laughs> I don't want to get too personal with you guys, but do you guys do sex one-on-one? Is that what you guys do? Well, that's when it's best.
1: Yeah.
0: One-on-one means with your wife, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do.
2: Sex is best when it's with your <laughs> wife.
0: I want my wife's sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's obviously sad that George Michael died so young and so tragically, but I do wonder if at the funeral, because they probably played a few of his hits, I wonder if at the funeral, it's very solemn, people are crying, and then just out of the speakers above the coffin, <laughs> you just hear like, Sex is best when it's one on one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they open the coffin, and it's like one of those cards that a song happens when you open the card. (laughs) (laughs) But you open the coffin, and it goes, sex (laughs) with me.
2: (laughs) I want my wife. I want my wife.
0: Yeah. That's what my dad wished the song was like when he was stuck at the red light with me after T-ball practice. (laughs) Sex is best when it's mom and dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I feel so like they you got this almost, cheap.
0: Uh, oh, they got this cheap watered down George Michael going like, um, "I wanna sex you up," and then just disappearing for the rest of his life. Like, come on!
1: But imagine, I, imagine going to see like in 2018. You go to see Color Me Bad, and it was at a casino in like New York State. <laughs> And you're like, you know, you're a middle-aged woman. You're a fan of Color Me Bad. You see these, like, out of shape old guys getting into a fist fight on stage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to sex her up. No, I want to sex her up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, like, meatballs. meatballs. I feel
2: feel like, Chris, when you were with your dad in the car and the have sex with me line comes up, I almost feel like a a kid that age would almost play dumb to their dad. Like,
0: what? What is he ta- what does he mean? I was like you know? frozen and I think my <laughs> face was beat red. And I was wearing like baseball pants and a baseball shirt tucked into my baseball <laughs> pants with the stirrups and the cleats, you know <laughs> what I mean? Holding my glove like Yeah. Oh, I played dumb and none of us said a damn word.
1: Were you like <laughs> you didn't turn to your dad and go, "Dad, what is sex
0: with me?" <laughs> Sex is natural, Dad? Sex is fun, Dad?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad actually turned to me and went, sex could be fun if it's more than just two people, too. This is kink-shaming my son. This is kink-shaming. Remember that time your mom and I stayed an extra weekend at the cottage? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, okay.
1: It'd be funny if another dad and another one of your baseball teammates pulled up beside you at the red light and the two dads start like giving each other thumbs up during, like, sex is natural, sex is fun. <laughs> yeah, like the windows
0: are rolled down. It's
1: like...
0: <laughs> and it's two baseball dads popping their heads, smiling at each other. And giving each other a knowing look. Yeah, like one passes, the other one wet naps from a... From a pub, and the other one passes the other one mints from a pub. Like they just, I feel like Dad's cars always have like wet naps and mints from pubs in the coffee trays. This song fucking rocks, eh? <laughs> yeah, Dad's got to stick together, right? Baseball dads stick together.
1: There's a George Michael concert, just full of middle-aged dads who are like, "Yeah, sex is natural." Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, like they look at each other like, like uh, drunk and smiling and singing like i want your sex <laughs>
3: Should uh
2: maybe we should take this opportunity to mention our patreon um you guys could check out patreon.com slash evil men and if you join up it's uh five bucks canadian a month so god knows it's probably cheap as hell if you're an american uh, you get bonus episodes. Uh, we're aiming for around two a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now we've got an interview with Chip Zadarsky, a bonus interview with him. We've got another fun episode up there. Um, you'll really love it. So please check that out. You know what I want to mention, too? <clears throat> our One of our biggest uh, patrons is uh, Twitter user Duncan I Don't Know. And uh, <clears throat> I talked to him. I'm like, oh, thank you, man. Is there anything we can do and he said hey you know what if it's not too much trouble i'd like you to dedicate an app to my sons ben and charlie and for one of us to say daddy loves you very much so ben and charlie daddy loves you and we do too
1: we love your daddy uh, we love you and we hope everyone listening also knows we love them
2: hmm. chris anything to add
0: We love you, Ben and Charlie, and so does your daddy. Every (laughs) night when you guys go to sleep, your daddy stands above you and watches you sleep, and he imagines just what you might become once you grow up. So Ben and Charlie, (laughs) do not let your daddy Duncan down. Good well, night. I, I love
2: this character.
0: <clears throat> Very much, soothing voice. What character? Hi, guys, I'm back. I was just in the bathroom <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> oh, you know who I want to thank as
2: well? Our our uh, listener, Adrian, because he suggested our topic on Evil Men today, and Adrian! I was having trouble finding information about him, and I yeah. DM'd Adrian. And I said, can you help me here? And he sent me a bunch of info. So thank you, Adrian, Adrian also. Adrian, thank, you, Adrian. thank you.
0: You're a sweet, sweet man with huge arms. Yeah, we all which, follow him on Instagram. He's, he's yeah. ripped. Follow Adrian on Instagram. He's got huge, huge arms, which kind of might be the inspiration for the topic of today's episode. Great point. Our evil man worked with men throughout his career with huge, huge arms, right? You're damn right. Can I blow
2: my nose really quick? Because I was laughing so hard, I have, like, snot in my nose. Can you give me one second? I'll just leave it running. Sorry, lads. He's back. Well, our evil man this week is none other than Vince McMahon. Oh! You probably the wrestling are familiar with imp- him. man. That's right, he's a wrestling man. Um, I'll give you a brief little bio. Vince McMahon is the chairman of the WWE, the largest wrestling promotion in the world. He's often described as being the most influential person in professional wrestling history. He's had a huge impact on television and American culture. He launched the careers of superstars like Hulk Hogan and The Rock. And in some people's opinion, he helped create the concept of reality television. Vince. So uh, I'll give you a little bit of background about Vince McMahon here. Uh he was born in North Carolina in 1945. Baby boomer, right? Right. He's
1: I didn't realize that he was so old, but I guess it makes sense, you know? He's pretty old. You yeah. don't expect a a wrestling billionaire to be 75, but yet here we are.
2: <laughs> here we are indeed. Um <clears throat> a wrestling promotion goes way back in the McMahon family. His grandfather Jess McMahon was a wrestling and boxing promoter in Harlem in the 20s. And Vince's Vince's dad Vincent J McMahon was also a wrestling promoter for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. <clears throat> So in the late sixties, uh, Vince got a business degree. He tried being a door-to-door salesman, but eventually, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> what did he?
1: What I, did he I, sell? Like, rest, I, I'll sell you a, a wrestling match. Door did to he door go or? door-to-door
0: and like that's how he got into wrestling? Because all these like huge super buff wrestlers were out of work, and they'd answer the door in the afternoon <laughs> and go, "Hey, thanks. Anytime a company comes by, it's nice. I'm so bored. I don't have anywhere to wrestle." Yeah, it's like the. It's like then earthquake. that gave him an idea.
2: It's like the earthquake guy in his like leotard answers the door. Ding dong. Yeah, what is it? Ah, sorry, I'm in a bad mood. Got nothing to do.
0: Yeah. Um, Usually I'd be wrestling in a ring, but there's not a big federation. To, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> there's just a bunch of
1: stay-at-home gigantic men. Vince <laughs> yeah. is like,
2: this gives me an
0: idea. Andre the Giants just sitting at home with the roof broken <laughs> off of his house like hanging on his head like one of those like Thailand wicker hats <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like straw hats, sorry, straw. No. Hat.
2: So, um eventually yeah. yeah, so he's
0: a door-to-door salesman but like what the <clears throat> hell am I, right?
2: Yeah, what the hell? And eventually, uh, in the late '60s, Vince decided to go work for his dad at the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. <clears throat> so he did like behind the scenes work, uh, and in '69 he became a ring announcer, and in '71 he became a play by play guy. Holy crap! Um, yeah, which he did for That's a long a deep time. Deep history
0: but... with wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So throughout the '70s, Vince is like doing all this good stuff for the company. He's tripling the TV syndication. He pushed to have the the it renamed uh the WWF World Wrestling Federation got rid of the wide part <clears throat> good and uh eventually Vince got control That's that of...
0: business school coming back <laughs> Yeah exactly
2: <laughs> 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 Well do, was nice. it the WWF maybe Worldwide Wrestling Federation
1: That's That's
0: Yeah now that it just looks like a <clears throat> word that you would see in a comic book when someone falls down the stairs <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Oof James, um, can I just uh, interrupt yeah. for a second, please?
1: I I assume that Vince McMahon didn't go and fight in Vietnam for his country's freedom and to defend
2: the the flag. It's a great question. He does seem pretty patriotic, mm-hmm. but I didn't see anything about him being in Vietnam. He didn't go <clears> and, and <throat> suplex uh, the enemy <laughs> in <laughs> the North Viet- Vietnam. Tom? No, not that I, not that I know right. of. Right. So, um. Eventually, in 1982, Vince got control of the WWF from his ailing dad. Nice. Yeah, nice. Good for you, Vince.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very Um, very Shakespearean. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time. That's how I got into comedy. My dad just gave me some comedy.
2: (laughs) Here's my set, son.
0: (laughs) Here's all my notebooks.
2: Yeah, it's all jokes from the 50s. It's like, <laughs> this Polish guy walked into a zoo. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: When are so, skateboards
0: going to be not so small?
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he prophesies the creation of longboards. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is sort of interesting. At the time Vince got control of the WWF, wrestling was really different than it is today. It was completely regional. So there wasn't, oh. like, a big wrestling league that everybody mm-hmm. would watch. It was, like, all different regions. Uh, they called them territories. So different areas of North America had their different wrestling companies. So the WWF's region was the Northeastern United States, so they had, like, New York and Boston, etc. Here mm-hmm. in Toronto, it was Maple Leaf Wrestling. So if you turned yeah, on right. TV here in Toronto to watch wrestling, you'd see Maple Leaf Wrestling, you know? I,
0: yeah. I think wrestling has always been... Really big here in Toronto. I think and it Hamilton. has too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, mm. I grew up in Calgary for a few years and oh, yeah, uh, they definitely. had Stampede what it was? Wrestling.
2: That's what I I had that note written down Stampede and, Wrestling. And there, Weren't there was the once, Hart
1: brothers and family all from Alberta?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: And they had, if you were driving uh, a certain part of Calgary, you could see the Hart family had like a mansion or something and they had an outdoor wrestling ring you could see from the highway. Oh. And, um, yeah, you could see that, and also there was one time where we went to, I believe it was the Calgary Zoo, uh, right. because uh, we know him as Honky Tonk Man. But he started off; he was briefly, I guess, with Stampede Wrestling as Honky Tonk Wayne, and uh, really? my my oh. brother got Honky Tonk Wayne's autograph. But I guess when he got to WWF, they're like, "Your name doesn't work. You need to be <laughs> drop the Wayne and become Man." I always I thought Honky know.
2: Tonk Man was kind of a weak character. Like, you're yeah. an Elvis impersonator? That's your <laughs> character? Okay, I guess. You're no George the Animal Steel. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> I love George the Animal Steel. When I shave my mustache and take my shirt off, I kind of look like him. Um, I just want to say, we usually take—we uh, usually like joke around on this podcast, and that's what it's all about. But I got a real serious... Pride and appreciation for Canada's history with wrestling just now. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I think it's always been pretty like pretty big here. I'm pretty sure.
0: Canada, home of Honky Tonk Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says when you fly in
1: <laughs> to
0: every airport. <laughs> it's floating in the sky. Honka honka shit. <laughs> That's also a <clears throat> callback to our Colonel Parker episode.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Okay, so... So, at the time, you know, like each territory would have their own wrestlers. And it's kind of interesting because maybe a wrestler's shtick is, you know, getting old in one territory. So sometimes he'd just move to another and then it's a totally new audience and they'd be like, oh, this is great. So Um, he'd move with his like
0: family and everything. Like they'd uproot to go wrestle in some other territory.
2: I guess. I wish I had spent more time on this and maybe people who know a lot about wrestling will be irritated, but.
1: Imagine, though, if, Uh, like, your your Elvis, like, your honky-tonk character, it's like, oh, people people are sick of this. Then you move to new territory, and everyone's like, oh, my God, there's an Elvis guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm back, baby. (laughs) They got sick of me in Calgary, but they love me in (laughs) Minnesota.
0: Um, How are you guys doing tonight? You ready to wrestle? Um,
3: (laughs) Whoa!
2: Imagine honky-tonk man had a Colonel Tom as well. Character. A Colonel Tom impersonator
0: manager. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he won't let him leave Calgary. <laughs> yeah. um, I think, um, though, bro, at the time, there were there, wa- there was, like, a champion uh, who was national, and he would tour oh, yeah. around. So, like, uh, probably George the Animal Steel was a champion, so it'd be a big deal. Like, George the Animal is doing Maple Leaf Wrestling for a <laughs> few matches or whatever, yeah. and then he's going here, and then he's going there.
0: That'd be sweet.
2: So... um you were it was like a big deal you do not invade the other territories like you know wWF could not put on a show in Toronto or l a or wherever it was like a big deal um and all the wrestling regions were overseen by something called the nWA which you know <laughs> yeah. ice cube and easy they they oversaw all of it what um, did it that's stand so for? funny to
0: me because I always associate nWA with dot 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 the north Northwest Airlines. Yes, um, it was actually
2: called the no- National Wrestling Alliance.
0: Right. So, do you think, like, when all these like vagabond wrestlers would show up to a new town, <clears throat> um, the patriarchs of the families would protect their daughters and keep them from going to the wrestling matches, so they wouldn't <laughs> fall in love with like Honky Tonk Wayne and George <laughs> Animal Steele, etc.
3: Well,
2: Chris, you're a father. You know, would how, would you be comfortable with the with the you know a daughter dating Honky Tonk Wayne?
0: Well, my daughters are still pretty young, so luckily I don't have to worry about it yet, but I still have started <laughs> instilling them. Uh, it's more like I don't say don't I, don't, I don't tell them like don't go near wrestlers as more, more as I say like don't go near people who like wrestling. <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect. I'm just imagining a. Uh, a dad who's nervous he's very uh, overprotective and he's like no daughter of mine is marrying Captain Lou Albano <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah. clears throat> I so,
0: told you not to go to wrestling now look she's eloped with fantastic Fred <laughs> <laughs> what's
2: wrong sir uh, my daughter is married doink Doink, the
1: ultimate boinker. (laughs) Come here. Come in this house. You come. Young lady, I can smell Yokozuna on you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That smells like the exotic oils of Yokozuna. (laughs) Oh. Oh man, we haven't even learned about Vince Vaughn yet, or whatever the fuck his <laughs> name is. Yeah, I'll get going here.
2: So, this <laughs> regional territory wrestling setup is—it's been this way for decades. But Vince, you know, he has this vision to take over the country. So he split the WWF away from the NWA in 1983, and mm-hmm. this completely changed wrestling forever. Nice. And started expanding. Signing away wrestlers from other promotions made everyone really mad. Um, taking over and absorbing these territories. Vince mm-hmm. signed guys like Rowdy Roddy Piper, who I nice. think is Canadian.
3: Vin- I love him. Yeah, Jesse he
2: Ventura. He signed Jesse Ventura. <laughs> nice. Good work. <laughs> Thanks. And most importantly, Hulk Hogan, who was his big star, big crossover nice. star. Yeah. So is he did he differ from all the other people in in the business
1: side of wrestling because he actually had been to business school and he wasn't just like a old huckster, like <laughs> he knew how to like do hostile takeovers kind
2: of like I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. He definitely seems like a mega ambitious
0: freak. Yeah, So far not evil, just a shrewd no. businessman. Yeah. yeah,
2: I have a list of the bad things he did, but yeah, he's not as, <laughs> as cut and dry evil as some people we've talked about for sure.
0: And, and and the wrestlers that you just mentioned now, that was my era. The early 80s oh, when I was a little, little kid, yeah. I loved all those guys. I Junk was late 80s. Dog. They called
2: that wrestling's golden age. I Like Jake the yeah. Snake, um, oh, yeah. the Bushwhackers. Oh, I loved all those guys. Me too. I didn't Love like that. it in the 90s when wrestling became sort of like sexual and like... <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. it when it was silly and cartoony. As soon as they added too, women and wrestlers,
1: they had a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you turned it off. I'm just <laughs> saying. As soon as they added women wrestlers, James, you turned it off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> also, r-
2: rumor has it that when Vince signed Hulk Hogan, Vince said to him, "One day there's going to be a video made about you, and you've just eaten too much pasta, and you feel a bit sick <laughs> because you had sex after eating a big pasta lunch."
0: I thought it was sushi,
2: but it was pasta? no pasta. Yeah, oh. Oh, I watched big. that video. God knows why. Yeah. Did you guys? Well, watch have you that? guys ever like eaten a yeah.
0: huge bowl of pasta and then tried to get your little dinky into somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm not on Hulk Hogan's side at all because <clears throat> he's also been busted uh, a million times, like saying like racist crap and stuff. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a yeah. cool guy. He
3: doesn't. But seem But can I just cool. say? For Uh
0: the big wrestling fans who tuned in, up to this point, you might be disappointed. And I feel you, because the three of us are not natural, hardcore wrestling fans, like we said. I think we all agree, when we were kids, it was like the hot thing for us, but then kind of grew out of it. Not to say that you need to grow out of it, but I do want to say that I acted on a show once called Scare Tactics, and it was like a prank show. Um, And I was in a scene... I, I I was on a day shoot with uh, Brooke Hogan. Really? Yeah, oh. we got to hang out and eat lunch she together. Nice? And she was, yeah, I, she was awesome. Wow, cool. And she's, you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you mean, you know? You
1: can't just leave that hanging there. <laughs> Did you ask her if she had seen the video of her father saying that he
0: couldn't have sex because he ate too much spaghetti? I can't. I feel like it was just before that. I oh, feel like okay. it was just before that. But then, um, yeah. I what I said, you know, ha ha ha. It's because like I don't know, maybe this is giving away too much on the podcast, but she's clearly the child of a a bigger stature person, and so therefore she's kind of like she's big tall, in stature. Yeah, she's a tall woman, and um, whatever. I kind of like you know that makes me feel funny. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not to be gross, I mean, much. Respect, Do you mean funny? Like,
2: like you are. You find women large in stature appealing? Is that what you mean, or it was just like, "Wow, this is a strong woman"?
0: I've always have this weird, yeah, fixation on like a giant woman uh, being with me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> You
1: like Robert Crumb. He <laughs> likes All to that. you know get piggybacks from a gigantic woman. He likes to be yeah. You know, when I okay. was thirteen
0: years old, I read a Robert Crumb comic where <laughs> a a giant buxom woman is walking down the street. And I believe he is sticking out of her ass cheeks, riding in her ass, (laughs) smiling and and having a great time. And I could really identify with that. I was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have the Robert Crumb thing, but like there is something about, yeah, I can't believe I said this. I'm so embarrassed. No, no. person I'm talking about is a really kind, I I mean, to be respectful. Yeah. I'm just talking about myself now. All right. Well, all right. Well, But we'll, it was we'll, Hulk Hogan's daughter. Dude. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, what not so I That's my I'll, connection to the the Master of Wrestling, yeah.
2: Very cool. All right. Well, I'll I'll forge ahead here. So <laughs> Vince McMahon's trying to take the WWF National, right? But it's it's pretty expensive and, you know, to to do it, you know, nationally instead of regionally and he could have gone bankrupt. But in 1985, Vince came up with a brilliant idea. WrestleMania. Vince wanted to make a Super Bowl of wrestling that could be crossover viewing, so like even non-wrestling fans would want to watch. So for the first WrestleMania, he did cross-promotion with MTV, and he got celebrity guests like Muhammad Ali, Mr. T, and Cyndi Lauper to appear in it.
0: Right. Nice. Oh, I didn't yeah, know was that. was big at that time. And she's yeah. Really,
1: she was sort of associated with wrestling for a few years and I believe as I mentioned I mentioned his name earlier I think Captain Lou Albano managed her briefly for like for a year or something when wow. she was kind of associated oh with wrestling. Oh my
0: god, you're right. I think I had like cuz I collected some WWF wrestling cards back then and I think I had one with Captain Lou Albano and Cindy Lopper on the card. <laughs>
2: Didn't he play her dad in the "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" video? Oh, maybe oh,
1: that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And while while we're talking about Captain Lou Albano, James, in your research, did you happen to see what? So he's Captain Lou. Did he serve in the the Navy or the mm-hmm. Army or the Air Force? Like,
2: how did he get that rank? That's a great question. I I don't have that in my research, but okay. Um, you know, we're gonna get our intern on that. Okay, <clears throat> We're
0: never going to get through this episode.
2: <laughs> we are. Because, you know what? I'm almost done the summary of Vince, and then I oh, just sweet. have some bad things he did. I, okay, it, cool, cool. It, It's Sorry, hard to do interrupt. Vince, because there's so much info, so I really tried to mm-hmm. boil it down. Okay, yeah. cool. I won't interrupt okay. anymore. So now there's... Oh, hey, come on. That's the whole show. So yeah. um, now, thanks to Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania and WWF rating other wrestling companies, WWF's a hit. We're in the wrestling golden age. There's national Saturday night wrestling on national TV for the first time in 30 years. You know, uh, WrestleMania three in the Pontiac Silverdome had 90,000 people there. So wow. it uh, it's nice. just going crazy. Imagine the
1: smell mm. in that stadium. Mm. Oh, in the toilets.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. It'd be like Woodstock 99 all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember the hype of WrestleMania for sure. And there were well, like sticker books that you could get, and then you had to collect all the stickers to like put the pictures together. Like four stickers made one big picture and stuff.
2: Well, yeah. I had a VHS of WrestleMania 6, which was in 1990 at the SkyDome, and I watched this VHS all the time. And it was huge in the SkyDome. They filled the SkyDome and Yeah. Uh, the so the who finale won that? was Hulk the finale was Hulk Hogan against the Ultimate Warrior. It was oh, this yeah. huge, big match, and then Hulk lost to the Ultimate Warrior and uh, right. lost his belt.
0: Ultimate wow. Warrior is a guy who slipped through the cracks, too. You never kind of caught oh, up with him in the he apparently
2: uh, had a wild life, and um, apparently a yeah. uh, wild guy. Okay, so back to Vince now. So that, that's kind of like what mm-hmm, he's done yeah. with the WWE. <laughs> Can I just say that, sorry, the <laughs>
1: Ultimate Warrior's end, hit the end of his life, was very Shakespearean. Oh, Mike
2: loves to go to that go to that line.
3: Mike's smart and he likes to show it off.
2: (laughs) So from uh, from 71 to 97, Vince was not only, you know, the boss of WWF and in charge of the storylines and all that. He was also the announcer.
1: And this was grunge era Vince, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually do remember they had a wrestler called the grunge, the grunger or something like
3: that. He
2: he had a a plaid shirt on and he just acted like he didn't care. Would he just come
1: in the ring and like, like, you know, hype up the audience and then just like overdose on heroin? (laughs) Yeah. Please welcome
0: here. the grunger. Yeah, and then it's like he jumps in the ring. Ah, oh, sell the kids for food.
1: <laughs> Do, who here tonight in this audience wants to sell
2: the kids for food? <laughs> okay so 71 to 97 vince is an announcer but after the montreal screw job which i will explain (laughs) in 97 vince also became a wwe wrestler or i don't know which it was at the time wwe f whatever so um so how old would vince be in 1997 if he was born in 45 what is that 52 that's kind of old to start you know getting in the ring yourself i would say well i actually read that when vince started out with his dad in the 60s he wanted to wrestle and his dad was like no promotion and wrestling is separate but he, he eventually did get to do it so you might remember seeing this but vince wrestled as himself kind of in character as a ruthless boss and uh, his, his main rival was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they had storylines like Vince and his real life son Shane would wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin for control of the WWF. Um, the Shane always seems like a dweeb. I don't know. I, I, whenever I've seen him. Anyway, so Vince's character was known for his power walk, which I feel like is on Twitter all the time. An exaggerated strut towards the, wing, the ring, swinging his arms and bobbing his head side to side in a cocky manner.
1: You know that power walk? Yeah, Have seen that.
2: Yeah, pretty.
1: Funny. And this was his character. His character was
2: called Mr. McMahon. Right. 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 Kind of interesting. You know, blurring the lines between reality and <laughs> uh, and uh, fiction. So, just wrapping up the sort of summary events here. Um, <clears throat> WWE and WrestleMania are still huge to this day. Uh, and Vince is a you know huge celebrity himself. The WWE has over a billion fans on social media, its own streaming network, video games, and a movie studio. Um, Vince also tried to launch his own football league twice, the XFL. Both times it lasted just a year. Uh, Vince advised Trump on the economy. And Vince is worth an estimated $1.9 billion.
1: Yeah, that is nuts that his... Well, his wife, Linda McMahon, was part of the Trump cabinet as, like, the head of the Department of S- Small Businesses or something. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon, obviously, has been friends with Trump since the 80s. That's that's wild that he had a, had a direct line to the White House. I, want, I wonder what kind of advice he gave to Donald Trump to, like, to help the economy. Like,
2: uh, Yeah, I'm sure really nuanced, sensitive, you know...
1: Hit a guy over the head with a chair! <laughs> <That's->
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um So now I'll get into like some of the reasons why you may draw the conclusion that Vince could be an evil man. Vince had the wrestlers not be employees, but independent contractors, which really sucks because the wrestlers then are exempt from um, safety laws and discrimination laws. They don't get paid annual leave. They don't get safety or health insurance.
1: It's like that's and be- what Uber does basically. It's like, yeah, you're ah. a contractor, not an employee, so we don't have to provide benefits or anything. Wow.
2: Yeah. So because Vince Vince has basically bought up all the competition, there's nowhere for them to go. They have there's no union for wrestlers. There's no off-season. I saw this interview with CM Punk where he's like, "I had this concussion and I'm like, I need and they're like, "Yeah, well, you're going to do the next uh, fight in Europe, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like they treat them like shit, the wrestlers. Damn. So it's like a really unsafe environment for the wrestlers. They feel like they have to wrestle through everything, and you know. So this is obviously taking a huge toll on their bodies, and it also leads to them being addicted to pain meds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To wrestlers keep going, like right. yeah, wrestlers like you were talking about, they die really young. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I saw in the John Oliver clip, they showed a, a clip uh, with Rowdy Roddy Piper when he was like in his early forties, and he's so beat up and shaking and stuff, and he's still wrestling because he's like, there's no exit plan. Um, you know, like I guess at sixty five he'd get some kind of pension or whatever. But he's like, I'm not gonna live till sixty five, and he didn't. So he's still wrestling in his forties and fifties, trying to make ends meet, even though his body is totally beat up. And there's like no long term care for these guys. It's really bad.
0: So he's a like Vince Vaughn or whatever, is uh, (laughs) (laughs) is a tyrant.
2: Yeah, he basically bought all the competition. They have the wrestlers have nowhere else to go, and they have like no did. Uh, did anyone
1: ever? I wonder if anyone ever tried to like unionize the wrestlers, or if that was very, very quickly and easily like, uh, you know, beaten down.
2: I saw something about Jesse Ventura tried to start his own league that was better for wrestlers that didn't work out.
1: I tried to unionize my <laughs> brothers. <laughs> When I was looking for the Bigfoot, I came up with an idea for a wrestling union. I called the Predator and we brainstormed <laughs> some ideas.
0: Uh, he was I so good in Running Man. Remember that? I, he must have been friends with Schwartzy. Also, don't you get like him? Like, he kind of almost talks like Macho Man, too. And Macho Man died very young, too.
2: They all do, it seems. When I was a kid, Macho Man and
0: Elizabeth and Hulk Hogan was a huge dramatic storyline. Oh, yeah. Do you remember
2: that? Who were your favorite wrestlers when you were a kid, just out of curiosity?
0: Hulk Hulk Hogan was truly the the main guy.
1: I loved Hillbilly Jim. I don't remember him.
0: Wait, Hillbilly Jim is not Honky Tonk Wayne?
1: (laughs) No, they had two (laughs) different types of southern characters.
0: Yeah.
2: Hillbilly Jim, I'm looking at him. (laughs) He He wore overalls
1: and like a straw hat, and he was like, he
2: looks looks like Randy Quaid.
0: (laughs) When they created Hillbilly Jim, they were like, we need a character that's like uh, right out of a William Faulkner novel. (laughs) They would always announce John Steinbeck.
1: Please welcome to the ring, Hillbilly Jim. And he'd come down the aisle waving a copy of The Sound and the Fury.
3: <laughs> we
2: need a character to capitalize on this overall craze that's happening right now.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <clears throat> I um, I love Jake the Snake. And then uh, maybe like 10 years ago, there was a documentary about wrestlers yeah. later in life. And oh, poor Jake the Snake. He was in rough shape. He, Beyond he still mat. was that it? Yeah. yeah, and he's still wrestling, like, high school auditoriums, and he's, like, estranged from his daughter. And he's smoking crack. It's like, oh, my God, Jake. I think
1: my younger brother, I think, loved uh, Doink because he, he was from a different wrestling generation. And and Doink, uh, Doink had his little mini-me character called Dink. Do you guys remember Dink? No. Oh, you got to see it. No, well, I'll I look
0: up Dink. Never knew there was a guy named Doink, let alone Dink. The clown? Was he a clown, Dink? Yeah, Doink the Clown and Dink the Clown. And they wrestled.
3: Yeah, Doink was huge. Have,
0: they must have been from Hamilton.
1: <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> and one of the guys you played Dink, I think, was a little French
0: Canadian. <laughs> cool. They must have drank those little like snub-nosed Molson Canadian or Molson Export bottles and smoked ciggies like all day. Like just on like a smoky bus being like, come on, Dink. What is a doink? We're going to another town. (laughs) Come on. And Dink would get into his briefcase and just like sleep in his suitcase or whatever.
1: (laughs) This is the most dignified way to live. Just imagine a guy who's like worked his whole life on building the perfect body. Um, You know, hours at the gym, uh, paying attention to his diet. And then his one shot in wrestling is like... You get to put on clown makeup and come out to circus music.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you think this happened to like ancient Greek warriors? <laughs> like, if there was no battle, they just like sort of like put on like dumb shows where they would like body slam each other in the in the town square and stuff. <laughs> I bet they did. It was very possible.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, here's a here's a bad one. No, this it sounds weir-
0: bad. It sounds bad. Okay,
2: here's a weird one. So, um, in 2006. The WWE made up a storyline where the wrestler Edge, who is actually from my hometown of Orangeville, Ontario.
0: you just doxed yourself and Edge.
2: (laughs) Um, Edge was supposed to say that he wanted to celebrate his recent win of the WWE championship. This is so stupid. By having sex with a female wrestler called Lita in the middle of the ring. And... Believe it or not, they really did this on a Monday Night Raw. They put like a bed (laughs) in the ring and sheets and faked this. They stripped down to their underwear and they got into the bed. But Lita later said she was very uncomfortable with this and did not want to do it. And Edge also said he was very uncomfortable and didn't want to do it. But Lita said she was forced to do it by McMahon. And he told her, you'll be fired if you don't do this.
0: But did they have sex for real or did they fake it? They faked it. But it was still like... The vibe was there, and they're in her underwear. She was
2: uncomfortable, and you yeah. he made her do it. So that's a bad strike
0: against. What's her name? Lita. 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 Yeah. So Vince Vaughn or whatever was like, do it, Lita. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty mean. Yeah. Um,
2: Vince has been accused uh, that I found of sexual assault twice. And this one's pretty bad. In one of them, uh, also 2006, a woman who worked at a tanning salon said Vince came in and, you know, showed her like some nude photos of himself and tried to grope her and etc. And um, Vince wasn't charged due to insufficient evidence. But this is pretty gross, I would say. According to Deadspin, they sort of mocked this on WWE Raw. And you right. know how like there's wrestling matches and then they'll show like behind the scenes sort of sketches almost or whatever um and they had a scene where a female wrestler called mickey tried to kiss a guy backstage but he pushed her away and then the the wrestler mickey started screaming telling the guy to stop touching her and tearing at her own clothes uh so it seemed like it was making fun of this woman who accused vince like that's what she did to him so pretty scummy that's Um, mean yeah do you guys know about the montreal screw job
0: I mean, yeah, it's like 50 bucks and you can't tell your wife, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, This one's more
2: ambiguous as well, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess this isn't really evil, but it's uh, in uh, Bret Hart was the champion of the WWF and he, but he signed a new contract to leave and go to the WCW, the cheap competition at the time. And uh, it's a huge, complicated story. There's like a movie about it. There's actually a Radiolab episode about it that was really good. But the long and short of it is that McMahon didn't want Bret Hart to leave the WWF as the champion. And so he wanted him to lose the title. But Bret Hart was like, I don't want to lose it to Shawn Michaels because they hate each other in real life. And I don't want to lose it in my home country of Canada. So Bret was sort of like, I'll lose the title at a later date. Is that cool? And Vince... It was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But secretly, in real life, Vince, Shawn Michaels, and the ref worked out a secret plan to have Shawn Michaels win the match. So if you look it up, Brett is genuinely pissed off. Like he he isn't expecting to lose, and then he loses, and he's so mad. And there's a really good Radio Lab episode about this where this was like the point where wrestling, it became kind of hard to tell what's real and what's fake. Because obviously.
0: Listen to this Mm. years ago. I remember that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it it was really good.
2: It really boosted wrestling's popularity because they're like the the line between reality and you're looking for that line between the reality and the story. It's kind of cool,
0: kind of like what makes hip hop so good. How so? What? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like what you just said—the line between reality, between reality and the story. Yeah, like because hip hop acts—they've had the issue before in the past of like trying to get street cred for real in very dangerous ways so that their rap career gets better ah, promotion. I see. Yeah, better fan like fan base. Yeah. That's um, why sometimes you get some rappers getting like, you know, caught up in real crime like Tupac and stuff. Interesting. Um
3: but really so the Vince, last...
0: Vince Vaughn or what, whichever, whatever his name is, probably had that. Like, probably had that idea. Like, Let's just blur the lines between this fake yes. scripted crap from like the '80s and '90s that's not working anymore, and let's go right into creating real drama with.
2: Well, people. and that's the point when he became a
0: wrestler himself. Oh my God, his brain must be nuts. So, yeah, in the,
1: in the character of Mr. McMahon, and and we talked about this earlier on Twitter. I think it was 2007 where Vince McMahon had yeah he'd been wrestling. It's like a geriatric wrestler. And if you see pictures of Vince McMahon when he's like in his 50s and he's all buff, it is very unsettling. He's very, mm. uh, very tanned and
2: it just looks... It's and into just, his 60s, uh, 60s and okay. 70s even, I'm sure. It's right. like an old, old man with like a like <laughs> insane body. It's weird.
1: So that's in when I'm finally going to get buff.
0: <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> in 2007, there was a storyline where, and it, this is like famous, that, uh... Vince had lost some uh, a title match, and his character had been like on a downward spiral. And then there was like a dramatic sequence at the end of the episode where he lost, and he was depressed, and he walked all the way like through the hallway behind the ring, and all the wrestlers just sort of stood there and like gave him the cold shoulder, and he like looked very depressed and vulnerable. Then he walked into his limousine, and the limousine exploded, <laughs> and that was like a storyline, and apparently uh Trump who had been friends with McMahon since the 80s thought that it was real and he called like the WWF headquarters or WC whatever it was at the time and was like is it true is v- is Vince hurt is he dead and he he was very uh very nervous
2: and couldn't tell that it was uh, <laughs> just a wrestling <laughs> storyline so, so Trump thought that the wrestling storyline might be real like Yes mm, <laughs> Oh did that limo did that limo actually <laughs> blow up Yes Wow that's, that's really like, funny.
0: Yeah, that's why. Like, I thought it was so funny too during like Trump's uh, speeches when he was running to become president in the first place in 2016. He was like, "And if I become president, uh, there will be uh, no Coco Bewares. Parrot won't bother anybody anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how Trump talked, but it's okay. I'm sick of Trump's He's like this. voice anyway. If
1: I become president, <laughs> the bushwhackers won't lick anyone's heads.
0: Before I come president. <laughs> yeah, I don't care how he talks. He's a hunk of crap.
2: Um, there's a couple, just a couple other little bad things here. Um, There was a scene, there was a WWF scene where Vince uh, uses the N-word.
0: He doesn't like like, he did it on TV, yes, but it's like, what year was this? Oh, it's not even like like a mistake behind closed doors. You can see it if you watch the John
2: Oliver thing about it, but he's it's like a joke, like, there's a he's trying to be urban, I guess, Mm and he says to a wrestler, What's good in the hood? Keep it up, my blank. And then he's in the there's like a joke, like, he's trying to be cool, and then he walks by a black wrestler who gives him a look, like, What the heck. So, it's a like he's trying to make a joke, but it's. I think it's fair to say pretty tasteless. Hmm. Yeah,
1: couldn't couldn't do that today. Let's just let's yes. just say that.
2: Um, he's and really, evil.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and really, the last bad thing I could find that, that was really notable about Vince was um, yeah, when Bret Hart's brother Owen Owen Hart died wrestling he was being lowered to the ring by a harness this was in 99 it was so scary and he just died and then they kept the event going on and the tv announcer announced to the audience uh, at tv but not in the ring that he died and they're just hmm. still going on with the wrestling match
0: yeah it's weird right Jesus. it was really scary i remember that he fell from the freaking roof mm-hmm. and just died and yeah. then they were like "Shh, shh quiet quiet quiet
1: and I think yeah. is it that is it the documentary we we were talking about before beyond the mat or is it a different one maybe it's one specifically about uh, Bret Hart but like after that he was so mad he like for real punched Vince McMahon like full in the damn face
2: wow I didn't see that yeah but I did see uh Bret say that Vince treats wrestlers like circus animals and there's another clip where um like an interviewer talks to Vince and is like um, you know, all these wrestlers are dying young. Do you take any responsibility for that? And Vince is like, I don't take any responsibility for that. And mm-hmm. and then, like, whacks the, the interviewer's papers out of his hands. Like, kind of being in character is really weird.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say, and I'm going to say his name the right way now because the Vince Vaughn gag is dead. Mm-hmm. No. no! Vince McMahon is evil possibly because he is a tyrannical slave driver.
2: Yeah. Like, I think, you know, yeah, he's somewhere on the evil scale. He's not, you know, he's not Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. over here, but... He's got a lot yeah. of dead bodies on his, the, on his Yeah, <laughs> these wrestlers, it's pretty bad that these wrestlers are, like, their lives are basically devastated for most mm-hmm. of them, it seems like, when they get to, like, yeah. 40, and he they filed- have no money, no anything...
0: Yeah, he funneled them all into desperately needing him for anything to live. Basically made them addicted to performance-enhancing drugs and probably painkillers as well. And then, yeah, basically disregarded their life when they were uh, almost dead or dead anyways. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds kind of like he went to business school and... Got twisted,
3: <laughs> oh, okay. yeah,
0: by all the like by um yeah, all the business uh, books. I wonder if when he
1: was a young business student, he ever was in the middle of a of a lecture and put his hand up to ask the professor a question, and the professor was like, "Yes, yes, Vince, what is it?" And he was like, "Professor, can you teach me how to uh, for the rest of my life how to take advantage of
0: huge guys?" <laughs> yeah. Professor, how do I create a business that perfectly siphons hunks and hunks of men <laughs> into just chopped liver and ground beef for my bidding um, <laughs> until they're buried in the ground and nobody remembers them? Oh, I see. We got a real ambitious student here. Oh,
3: right?
0: Yeah. I predict that one day you'll be close friends with the president.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. The president will actually believe a pantomime of you exploding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what is the way out if you're a wrestler? Because like the the good example is like someone like The Rock, who's just like Mm -hmm. a huge movie star and doesn't have to ever wrestle again. Uh, What do other wrestlers do? They become like wrestling
2: commentators or like hosts. Yeah, but I think that's like the 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 very very few. Yeah, like. Like I Doink the Clown a,
1: isn't starring in movies like The Rock
2: is. Yeah, know? I went to a, a local wrestling thing in Toronto two summers ago, maybe, with Marty Topps, oh, nice. who is a hilarious guy, sure and uh, it was like Dan Forth Wrestling or something. Anyway, and it's all these kind of local young wrestlers who probably would love, I imagine, a chance to go to the WWE, but mm-hmm. the headliner was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, oh, and boy. damn it, he must be old as hell. I'm going to look him up here. Hacksaw
0: yeah, Jim ooh. Duggan. Uh, so his he age. Was doing, he was wrestling just he's sixty-seven. So he was dr- wrestling just outside of, like a just Greek restaurant. Yeah, it was basically where people are in sitting like on a the patio eating spanakotopias. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Uh, uh, pff. this well, piece yeah, like, of is wood that-
1: is so old; it doesn't just just bends now. It doesn't stay
0: solid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the same piece of wood <laughs> as, from WrestleMania three. <laughs>
2: But it was yeah. it was neat seeing him. But you know, you do feel bad for the guy, cause, definitely. You know, he was I, older, and he definitely looked like physically pretty beat up.
0: And the movie the wrestler starring Mickey Rourke must be quite accurate, then. I think so too. Um, okay, so I think this is a good time uh, for the three of us <clears throat> in our in the podcast episode of Vince McMahon and his cruelty. And disregard for all of his employees throughout the decades. <clears throat> it's a good time for the three of us to list some of our favorite unsung heroes of wrestlings that uh, you just don't hear about anymore because they they didn't like make it to the top and they kind of sifted through the cracks. So I'm going to start with some wrestlers that uh, we haven't heard from since uh, that people don't even know about. They never became household names. So I'm going with Skunky, <laughs> um, Terrible Trev. <laughs> Um Chet.
2: <laughs> right, and he was Chet question mark, right?
0: Yeah, Chet. Yeah. He'd always he always come in the like... ring
2: and go, "Who am I?"
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. He had a mask on and I'm like, "Am I Chet?" Am I Chet? You'll Chet? never know.
2: I think I was inspired by the Talking Heads song, you know? Yeah. "Am I Chet?" He'd always, yeah. You know. Yeah. "How did I get
0: here?" Yeah. "Am I Chet?" <laughs> You may ask yourself,
3: like the wrestler, Chet?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So Skunky, yeah. There was Marcus. Uh, there was Downtown Lyle. There yeah, was Downtown
1: uh, Lyle. How about was the tag great.
2: team? How about the tag team Chips and Dip? <laughs> and one guy would sort of dress up in a big potato chip outfit, and the mm-hmm. other guy somehow was able to simulate that his belly was a. Was a dip, and the guy would dip it into his belly. <laughs>
0: yeah, Chip was really thin, and uh, Dip was really w- wavy. Yeah, it was almost yeah. like a cartoon Homer Simpson's belly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And what about what was... um, Mike the Mayo Jar uh, Mustachus? <laughs> yeah.
3: I
0: think that was Dip when he went solo because yeah. he still made his belly look like mayo. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, and then there was like Scottish Andrew. Sure, he was, was funny. There
1: was mm-hmm. Peeing Paul. He was a wrestler always oh, always was desperately needed to pee, and he would yeah. come in the ring and he'd fight. I think I'm just creating garbage Pail kids now.
0: Yeah, Brutus the Bar- <laughs> Brutus the barber beefcake would cut your hair. Jake the Snake would place his snake on you. Yeah. Peeing Paul would urinate onto your sleeping <laughs> face after he gave you a sleeper hold. <laughs> but oh, you know who that? Oh no, Peeing Paul has given. Uh- marvelous marcus the sleeper holds oh no now peeing (laughs) paul is just straight up peeing uh, last night's drinking binge all over (laughs) marvelous marcus's face
1: do you guys remember, we're, we're forgetting a very popular villain from back in the day, and yeah. our Jewish listeners will will definitely know who I'm talking about. The Moyle,
3: Remember that <laughs> character? He'd win yeah. a
2: match, then he'd circumcise
1: his opponent.
3: <laughs> right, he
2: circumcised like 80 to 90 WWF wrestlers. Yeah, you didn't want to lose to him twice. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, Patty the Porno Fan? And his whole stick <laughs> was that he was addicted to online porn, so he'd come out with carpal tunnel. Um, yes, yeah. you know, arm. Braces, he seemed like things. his skin was very
1: waxy and yeah. pale, and his eyes were dead. And yes,
2: yeah,
0: his it finishing was move was flipping you from behind to reveal that he had a boner.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, as he pinned good. you, he'd say, "What is your favorite category on Pornhub?" <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there
0: was makeup man. Remember makeup man? <laughs>
3: Yeah, and his whole thing he was do? he
0: was just be decked out in makeup all over his face. And then he would try to sell you makeup if you lost.
1: <laughs> There's wow. also that character, the goddamn fool. Remember him?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't do so anything dumb. right. I thought he was going to do great. I, I thought he was going to be the next hero, but he wasn't.
2: Yeah. Remember the wrestling character J.R.R. Tolkien? It was just a guy pretending to be J.R.R. Tolkien. (laughs) And And he would lug his books. Yeah. He'd come on stage in a cardigan and a little notebook and he'd just write little parts of The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings just between (laughs) body slams.
0: Yeah, my favorite early WrestleMania 69 was J.R.R. Tolkien wrestling Fyodor Dostoevsky, the wrestler. Just like a bunch (laughs) of guys. And like, yeah, they are all kind of like... You're right. Wearing cardigans and sweaters and warm hats and just kind of like writing down ideas and ev- and every now and then bonking into each other headwise. Yeah, yeah, that was good.
3: <laughs> do you remember
0: yeah, Captain Lou
1: one. Albano's brother, uh, Lieutenant Bambino?
0: <laughs> yeah, he should have been big. What about? Do you guys remember Seven Eleven Slurpee Maniac? <laughs> He would come yeah. bounding down onto the onto the uh, mat with like uh, cold slurpees, giving everyone brain freeze if they got near them. <laughs> oh yeah! And he had like sour patch kid flavors and cream soda. Do you remember this wrestler? And he was only
1: in wrestling for like a like one year, maybe six months to a year. It was literally Liam
2: Neeson. Yeah, that's true. Literally <laughs> yeah. Liam Neeson. LLN, They called him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he'd saunter to the to the <laughs> ring like so um, slowly, yeah. and he had piss stains all in his jeans. Yeah, like, in that's his right.
2: Yeah. Um, what about did... uh, Fleshlight Freddy?
0: Yeah, Fleshlight <laughs> Freddy was good. Like you had to like yeah watch it because he would try to get your penis into the fleshlight lock.
2: Yes, and then the, yeah, that was a good finishing move. Because you'd think Fleshlight Freddy would use the fleshlight on himself, but no, he'd no. actually use it as a weapon
0: on his enemies. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that guy that really sucked? His name was like Fuck Dick Stick Dick <laughs> Bitch? Yeah, fuck stick dick bitch. Yeah, he was he
2: was a boring character. Nothing he to no, him really.
0: Yeah, it was just the name. It made everybody laugh, and then as soon as he got in the ring, he got killed. Yeah. Remember the character Gold Dust? I mean we're being yes.
1: we're being silly here, but the character Gold Dust, oh my yeah. oh my god. What was Gold Dust? What was his deal? Thing? Yeah. He was basically like a homosexual character that all the other wrestlers were like, ugh, get away from me. <laughs> and the, so the audience weird. would boo, and he would get, like, oh. actual death threats God, from town oh to town. God. But there was, like, I guess Goldust, a character like Goldust or the Iron Sheik were mm-hmm. rare characters that would literally get death threats from the crowd because of... Uh, anti-Arab yeah. racism
2: or uh, homophobia. They certainly played into like racial stereotypes in a major way, especially yeah. in the 80s and the 90s. It was like if you weren't a white guy, it's like your character was what you were. You know
0: yeah. what I mean? Here's a fun fact, too. All the people that used to write actual death threats to all of these fake wrestling characters, they're all dying and or dead of covid now <laughs> his last words were can you bring me a
1: pad of paper i need to write a death threat to gold dust
0: <laughs> yeah <gasps> i just watched the movie the bird cage i need to write a death threat to those actors <laughs> it's so did, stupid like why would you write a death threat to anybody in the first place for like yeah And then also, like, a fake character on a TV show that you love so damn much. Um,
1: Did you happen to notice, James, because I did just, like, a quick Google of, like, facts about Vince McMahon. Mm. Apparently, he has a reputation for really loving fart and poo jokes. And he likes... Like, he'll lose his mind if you make a fart joke or something.
2: I did not see that, but I'd say that tracks.
3: Okay.
0: You know where I bet you that comes from? When he was a kid... (laughs) I bet you that comes from when he was a kid, fart and poo jokes were just so damn funny to him, and then uh, throughout the years uh, in his life, he just never matured, and he's got a stupid kid's brain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He does seem like he has a stupid kid's brain. I would agree with that. Some of the, like, you know, I I watched some,
0: like... Maybe he's not fully evil. Maybe this is an, an extra special episode of Evil Men called Stupid Kid's Brain Guy. (laughs) <laughs> he could be a stupid kid's brain.
2: I mean, some of the sketches you see are are really dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I watched a couple like of them like worse with, than uh, Ernest gonna... sketches. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's worse than
0: Ernest. Ernest so, is smart, kind of. Yeah, the yeah.
1: sketches they do on uh, wrestling. Uh, let's just say we're not exactly dealing with you know John Cleese, Michael Palin,
2: <laughs> Eric Idle. <laughs> that would have been Terry cool if, if Monty Python did enter the ring. As a joke, because John Stewart did it. John Stewart uh, yeah. fought in the ring or something like that. Oh, I'm sure wrestling real.
0: fans hate John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, well, he
2: he really did do some WWF thing. I forget, but he made a cameo or
0: whatever. Like, are yeah. there liberal-minded wrestling fans? I like, not to be like. I
2: think so. I do think so because yeah. it's like I think I'm you just, know. W- I, I ge-
0: I'm just curious. He, I'm not trying
3: to. Even
2: like when I watched the judgmental. John Oliver episode about it, yeah. like he was saying he loves it, even though he knows Vince is a bad guy. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like it's, like, a guilty pleasure. It's, like, funny. I do find, like, um, whenever you see a clip... Of, like, sometimes you see clips of wrestling where there are these... It's so stupid, it kind of makes you laugh, you know? I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also, you know... Is that bad to say?
2: I don't want to offend our They
0: know fans. that their fan base is juvenile, for the most part. And actually, juveniles, right? Juvenile delinquents. Like, it's yep. just... Bad right, kids. it's like he probably he probably still loves and stays connected to fart jokes and poo jokes so that he could stay connected uh like on the ground floor with his fan base yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it it's wouldn't... like nah it's like you know what i mean like you want to go see the, you want to go read the new steve martin novel <laughs> no 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 I gotta keep it real for uh, you know the business I'm in I I, I don't want to get too confused and artsy and then try to hey, you know what hey I mean?
1: Vince Vince we're all gonna watch the new Bo Burnham special do you want to join us uh thanks for the invite but I'm gonna go watch a video of a guy taking a dump
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh,
0: I I'm, I got a I, compilation video on YouTube of people shitting their pants that I need to watch <laughs> it's uh, for I'm writing some new sketches <laughs> for the next Wrestlemania <laughs> Did you steal my woman? Uh-oh, I just shit my pants. I see you in the ring.
2: <laughs> it is kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> uh, well, should we, should we wrap this up? I, I kind of like when we end it with, a, with the evil scale. Um, sure. And I believe, mm-hmm. Michael, you've defined the evil scale as 10 is Hitler, one is Steve Urkel. Yes. So mm-hmm. where do we put Vince McMahon on the evil scale? Uh personally I think that for all of the
1: uh exploitation of, of the uh of the men and women who work mm-hmm. for him and sort of leaving them in the lurch once they're no longer useful to him, I'd put him on a number nine, I'd say. No, Mike.
0: Nine? Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. And who and what would like Caligula be on? That? Yeah, or Jeffrey Eight. Dahmer. <laughs>
2: making a mockery of your of the scale michael
1: i i stand by my nine he's just (laughs) just below hitler on the on the
2: scale all right chris where do you put him
0: yeah i guess like because we're really running the gamut with this podcast and we're we're sort of still trying to define like what's evil to us too i don't know so i'm gonna go five because there's no obvious like murders or anything Attached to him necessarily I, yeah. think, I think those people also Still kind of had free will To get out of the business You know he wasn't like locking people up In a dungeon or anything I don't know Yeah I He I'm just tempt- seemed like the worst fucking boss on on the planet
2: Yeah I'm tempted to give him a Four Okay oh, uh, Because yeah only not, He's a bad guy it sounds like But mm-hmm. you know If it's it's sort of almost like uh, you know I don't know maybe maybe one day we'll do a Jeff Bezos one and he'll be almost as bad I don't know
1: right
0: right yeah you got to keep it like at least there's a scale there like because we could do an episode about Urkel and it would just be like hey listen <clears throat> up everybody this is our episode about a a scale one level evil man Steve yes. Urkel.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Because approaching this, I didn't know a lot about Vince McMahon, and in the first, like the beginning of my research, I was like, "Shit, I don't really know if he's evil." But then I found all all that bad stuff. But you know, let's bring it back now because Adrian
0: Mm. asked us to do this online. I mean, Mm -hmm. kindly because I asked if there's anybody that you guys would be into. Adrian Mm -hmm. said Vince McMahon. So what I'm wondering, Adrian, if you want to reply, or anyone else who's listening to this episode. Did you mean his wrestling character for that short bit of time he was a wrestler, or do you mean in real life? Yeah, Mr. I think you mean in real life.
1: Or Vince, the the two distinct personas.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's like we have podcasting personas. Yeah, you know,
0: we do all kinds of Ted, stuff da- Ted Dibiase, the millionaire. Yeah, um, in real life, Ted Dibiase. Um, I don't have much money. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Well, um, I feel like we may have exhausted um, the Vince McMahon episode. Um,
1: yeah, well, great job, James. We, we learned you. a lot, and we laughed a lot. And, you know, you put me in mind of uh, turning on some wrestling tonight while I eat my supper.
0: How about that? I'm going to YouTube some old George the Animal Steel uh, wrestling matches for sure, for sure. <laughs> Excellent. The hairy um, man. Yeah, he had a
2: lot of back hair.
0: Yeah. Oh, here's another connection. I said I acted on a TV show with Brooke Hogan one time, and that was pretty sweet. Um, One time I was on vacation in Venice, Florida with my family. I was still a kid, uh, maybe teenager at this point. And guess who was in the same pub with us, eating hamburgers and french fries and drinking beers? Mean Gene Okerlund.
2: Oh, he Whoa. was the best. He was yeah. really cool.
0: And me and my dad met him. Yeah, yeah. It was sweet. I've heard interviews with him, and he's really funny. Did you yeah.
1: uh, did you body slam him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was a tiny little 14-year-old boy, but yeah, I oh. I knocked his ass down. <laughs> That's cool.
3: Another That's thing awesome. I
0: remember about that Florida restaurant was they never checked. Uh, my friend Greg and I, who, like I said, were like 14, 15, we bought packs of ciggies out of like one of those old cigarette vending machines it would be like two american dollars a pack maybe even a dollar and yeah we just got them all the time and no one stopped us wow so there you go we were like little wrestlers being bad
2: (laughs) that's pretty cool awesome Mm -hmm. well gentlemen thanks for today um talk to you soon and thank you for
0: listening thanks for listening